Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Emily. And I'm Andrew. <laughs> and this is not the guitar buying, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing podcast. This really is Get Offset. And yep. this week we have very last minute, uh, 60 Cycle Hums, one and only Ryan Burke. Woo! Yeah, here I am. We thought about getting another Ryan Burke, but it just didn't make any sense. Not, so I'm the only one. It's not the cider Ryan Burke. Oh my gosh, that guy. <laughs> How many times have you been sent that like screenshot from the commercial? Oh, too many. There's a guy who works at Road Mics named Ryan Burke. And wow. a few people oh, have sent me screenshots shots of that guy. Wow. So, yeah, there's a few Ryans out there. There's a lot of Emily Harris's. You should ask your Alexa about me. <laughs> and Emily, Emmy Lou Harris? No, the Emily Harris, who is a domestic terrorist, who is part of the Sibianese Liberation Army, famous for uh, kidnapping and Stockholm syndroming Patty Hearst. Wait, that's not you? No, that's not me. But man, don't I look, wouldn't I look great for being like 70 years old? I feel like I've been sold on like a false concept here. I thought that was you the whole time. You thought that you were aiding the liberation of the Sibianese... Army? No, no, it's yeah. just that that's just her inspiration. By the way, if someone wanted to set me free from this prison, uh, <laughs> Ryan, please help. So is that who your parents named you after? No, they didn't know she sure. was a thing because she was not like a, a major part of that or just nobody cares. Uh but she was <laughs> she was on the lam for a long time and I think it was like in the nineties she got arrested with the prison or whatever. Um they also uh, I don't think really knew about Emmy Lou Harris. Right. I feel like I really should have Googled your name before starting a podcast with you. Is it too late for that? Yes. Dang. You already started it. If you Google my name, Ryan Burke, the the most you know famous person as far as Google is aware named Ryan Burke is this guy who does like just insane club makeup in New York. Just like, just insane. Huh. Um, yeah, so look, look up Ryan Burke sometime. It's not going to be me. It's going to be this amazing. makeup artist. I wish I yeah. knew a makeup artist because I don't understand that whole thing. Yeah, it's not like going to like the Mac counter. Why do I know so much about makeup? Uh, it's, do, you wear, it's, do you wear makeup when you do your gear demos? I do not. I wear it immediately after and before. I wipe it all <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, it, but it's like, it's like, I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like weird, like art makeup. Yes, it's and like concept. That stuff, is, that stuff is really, really cool. Um, I've seen like a lot of really cool examples of that because I have friends who generally have that as an interest. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's impressive. It's impressive. Hold on, I gotta yell at my cat. Yeah. All right. So the, the plot yeah. twist is that her, her um, the Stockholm syndrome victim in this situation really is Princess Carrie Fisher. <laughs> no, she was um, playing with her litter. So she's done now. That's yeah. boring. I thought it was going to be something more like she was attacking a, a mouse or something. She did just take a dump. And now I know. I was going to ask. Kitty litter or litter of kittens? Now I know. It's kitty litter. <laughs> oh, if Carrie had a litter of kittens, that would be amazing. Someone. Or did or did she just take a dump on a litter of kittens? Oh, now it's gross. Oh, I didn't know the going to be so blue. Oh, <sighs> yikes. Yikes. Well, this is this is taking a weird turn. I feel like I think we need to be done with cats and we need to talk about drinks. Yes. Um I after that drink I just gonna put my after what my cat just said I'm just gonna put my whole nose in this glass of uh black box red wine. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, that's that's good wine. 
<laughs> is it? It's actually pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that box wine is better these days. I haven't had it since I was a teenager. Uh, some of it's better than <laughs> others for sure. The black box is really quite tasty. Um, it's uh, mm-hmm. always great for cooking. That, uh, that's true. I was cooking with wine last night. Yeah, thanks for giving me some of that steak. I I made an impromptu trip to Andrew's house and then like I got fed, which was pretty neat. I was in need of a hat. Yeah, I or because you gave yours to Tad from the Hold Steady. And I'm actually wearing that hat right now. Nice. I'm glad it's getting not the one. Yeah, I I I was gonna wear it out to dinner, and then I changed my mind. So as soon as I got back from dinner, I put it on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I I I need a hat too because I gave my hat to someone famous too. Yeah. I mean, let's. I, <laughs> Tad, if you're, I'm like, I'm like you guys. Tad's not, I wouldn't describe him as famous. Sorry, Tad. Ouch. He's famous to me and I love Tad and his guitar playing. Also love Steve. I love those guys, but yes, uh, I would not, not really categorize them as famous. I think they're famously nice folks. Yes. That's a go. good way to put that. So what are you drinking, Andrew? I know you're on a bit of a, uh, what do they call it when you when you spend all the monies? A spree, a bender. A spree, a bender. No, it's not really a bender because I'm I, I'm consuming at a much lower rate than I'm acquiring, um, but oh. it's it's the time of the year where I stockpile, uh, on on a Martin style beers because that's by far mm. my favorite kind of beer ever, and in the U.S. it's always marketed as uh, Oktoberfest beer or Fest beer. Yes. Yes. Indeed. And uh, I lived in Germany at one point in time, and I very quickly grew an appreciation for Martz and Styles. And I'm a huge fan. So every year when all the craft brews come out, I do what I can to try at least once from each of the the, uh, breweries offerings that I can get my hands on, as well as track down Hofbrauhaus and Polliner Oktoberfest. And I've already yeah. successfully done, gotten both of those, as well as an Eyinger. And I'm still waiting to see if I can track down any other German brews. But yeah. So this uh, evening I have a Fest beer from Occidental Brewing Company. Not accidental, Occidental. Like Occidental Square um, Park? Right. But this one's um, from Portland, Oregon. Portland. Actually, all of my freelance employers yeah. are in Portland. So yay, Portland! <laughs> yeah, Portland. We know people yes. there. Yeah. So uh, the the honest review is, this is actually pretty dang spot on. It's not quite. There's there's a quality to the German brews that are that there's different. The only way I can explain it is it's cleaner tasting, but mm-hmm. this is pretty dang spot on. I, I gotta say this is the best American take on, at least getting it right, that I've tried so far this season. I'm pretty happy with it. I'm happy for you. Oh, it's also like the antithesis to uh, to IPAs because it's the least hoppy beer on the planet. It's just yeah. straight. It's straight malt. It's great. Yeah, I love German beers. I'm you know, unfortunately, I live in San Diego where everything is just overhopped IPAs. That's just all we have. But I just love those German beers. Just like that silky, malty, nice. like smooth beer. So good. It's so it's so drinkable. It's really yeah. dangerous. Oh, it's but so. But you were just bad. in Germany, so I hope you got some it's good beers bad. there. Oh yeah, they they had the the little mini fridges just stocked with polliner, and oh. we're all just like looking around all day, 
like waiting for the first person to take one to give us like social permission. Wouldn't to, that be breakfast? Just raid the fridge. So, yeah, basically. Pretty much. I mean, prost. Prost. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. <laughs> um, what else? What? Oh yeah, new things. I, um, I played a show last night. Oh, that's kind of yes. cool. Yes, I played um, a CD release for a woman named Abby Kay. Played guitar, and I think only my second ever time playing banjo live. I've had that banjo wow. for 12 years. It's only my second time playing it live. Which is I have fine. never played banjo live. Have you ever played banjo? Um, I once lived with a guy who played banjo, so that's close Ugh. enough. Oh it, my it's gosh. getting there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I would play I, I, banjo at home when, when I had a roommate when she had pissed me off and I wanted to not make pleasant noises. <laughs> I knew enough to know that it was tuned to open G, which means I could pretty much bar it and just like randomly pick and it would kind of sound yeah, okay. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. So, yeah. yeah. Also played mandolin on a song. And I, the whole time I'm playing like the mic'd instruments, uh, so the bando, banjo and the mandolin, I'm like... I can't hear myself at all. So I just, I didn't know if anybody else could hear me. Honestly, I still don't really know, but Hey, it's the mandolin. I got paid. It's mandolins. Aren't that loud. Oh, they're so chimey and and bright. Beautiful. Lovely. They're, they're so hard to miss in a mix. Yes. I I think that's a fair thing. I can say that's very fair without being rude. Same same roommate also had a mandolin. He actually still owes me a mandolin. That's a completely different story. But he does owe me a mandolin at some point. Caleb, if you're listening to this, you owe me that mandolin. Give me the mandolin. Give it. Give it, give it. Yeah. Stand outside his house. Where's my mandolin? Okay, so the the, the long story short, I I won it in a game of poker in our dorm room in college. And it was one of those he bet because he thought he was going to win, but he didn't actually want to bet it. And so he never actually gave That's it to me. garbage. And I let him yeah, off the it's, it's, hook. It's the nice thing to do to let the yeah, first off worked. the hook. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. I had a really nice, like, flamed top on it. That's, that, that's like the ultimate dad thing to say. Sorry. But, um, sorry to have yeah, you. Yeah, uh, it was fun. I got paid. So I got paid to play instruments. I'm not 100% sure people heard. But uh, yay, I love making money. Yay. And then afterwards, we went out uh, with a friend who's in town and got home very, very late. So I got much less accomplished, much less accomplished today than I had planned. But I did film two title demos. So there's that. Yes. Nice. But you just, you know, didn't yes. accomplish a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, I like the format of the title demos I'm doing right now because I don't feel compelled to put on makeup. I wonder how many of those guys put on makeup, like the guys who do it, the demos. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, with, like, with, honestly, if nothing else, blue powder, that makes you less shiny. Sure. Uh, yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. see anyone busting out the makeup in any of the events I've been <laughs> at, but I didn't exactly follow people into the bathroom either. So the only person I could think of that I'd be curious mm-hmm. about is, uh, is Jay Leonardo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He, he's just got really great skin, and I, I have to know: is that just really yeah. naturally that good? Like, is yeah, he's got really good skin. Good? He's got I, I'm really jealous. That's yeah. really unfair. Honestly, if my partner were on like a camera a lot doing those things, I'd I'd probably you know get him a little bit of, of makeup just to 
just like just to keep it from being too shiny because like that's always that's the yeah. easiest thing to take care of and really the thing that people more notice though i do feel like if i didn't wear makeup on you know screen people would probably notice and think i was making a statement <laughs> yeah i i have worn makeup in demos when i've had like a huge like yeah, ingrown hair or blemish or something like that had my, mm-hmm. yeah i've had my wife fix me up um but i mean other than that for like the commercial video work that i do we always have a makeup kit with us just yeah. in case like yeah if we just need a little a little like, bit of blush go. to make you look a little bit more alive i mean a lot of those guys like like beards are so in so i feel like a lot of the the guys have beards but yeah, yeah. just a little bit of rosiness in the cheeks um make you look a little less gaunt yeah i thought i thought that's what the whiskey in the green room was for oh my gosh a little bit of eyeliner to make make those baby blues <laughs> pop, you know. Them baby blues. Oh, we were just talking about this. Uh, we were talking about this earlier today, talking about eyeliner. Like I, because I, I like used to listen to and still listen to a lot of like pop punk and emo kind of stuff, and I always uh-huh. wanted to wear eyeliner, but I'm so scared to death of anything going near my eyes. I don't oh, know yeah. how to do it. Like the the idea of contacts or like anytime I've ever had eye drops, like I have to like it takes me half an hour to work myself up to doing one eye it's like oh, so men are agonizing. such babies <laughs> so uh <laughs> i'm not gonna fight that no i mean it's that's that's funny we had, sorry uh, just like yeah ryan no, wants ryan to tell a story. story i have a Come story yeah. andrew let ryan tell the story can i tell a story please <laughs> so i've got this the uh this band that we used to play with back in the day and they all used to wear eyeliner and they were all going to come through town on like a little tour and stay with us in my house and I'll crash on couches and my wife was super like worried that their eyeliner was going to get all over the couches and stuff. That's but. a fair concern. <laughs> Cause sometimes like, like guys like to wear the makeup, but aren't, don't like uh, doing the things to take it off. And yeah, yeah. same with like growing I, out the hair and not taking care of it or like owning mm-hmm. a brush and basic <laughs> things to, that like one should have when one has long hair. Yeah. Thankfully they were past that stage in their life. So no mm-hmm. eyeliner. Yes. On the couches. Oof. Or maybe just very good mascara. Yeah, maybe. Yes, that, that waterproof stuff doesn't come no, out for nothing. Were, I think they were born with it. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah there you go. Oh, nice. Um, anything else, uh, Andrew? Anything else with you that's new? Um, not a whole lot, actually. Still just um, waiting impatiently for that Jennings guitar to come in. <laughs> um, patiently, thank you. I am whatever that mastermind needs to do to run his business well. I am well behind. Yes. Are you getting a custom deal or are you getting a navigator? I, I'm getting a custom deal. I'm going all nice. out on this. Yeah. Where's your deluxe? So here's the thing is I've never, I've played, but I've never owned a Made in America guitar. What? Wait, that, even your jazz master that was not a Made in America? Nope, the closest thing I got is my Siegel Acoustic, which is made in Canada. I mean, it's Those North... Those are such great guitars. Those are North America. It's North America, but it's not America, America. It's not America, and it's certainly not made by Chad Chang. So I, just, I was like, you know what? I've been... Like, I love all of this, and Chad's a great guy, and he does great work, and I've got ideas of what I want to make happen for, like, a dream guitar of sorts. So I just... I went, I went in for it. Nice. And... Uh, yeah, it's going to be rad. Side note, I'm going to start calling my Made in Mexico Fenders American guitars. Yes, because they are in North America. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that's still North America. I think it was like yeah. some Canadians I was talking to, and they got like real mad. Uh, like they were like, "I oh, gosh, what they were saying that it's confusing that we call ourselves." I'm sorry. I've got that story all backwards. It was at the Vancouver Guitar Festival, but it was like a German builder. He said he thought it was confusing how because they just call it all America or something like that. Right. So they weren't uh, they didn't understand why Americans call themselves America and Americans when it's all North America and it's all South America. So it's all America. Right. And then the Canadians understood, and like, well, it's the United America. States of America. Like, you wouldn't call your like, it would be dumb to call yourself a United Statesian because they're also they're more states that are yeah. united. I suppose. I don't know. Who cares? I'm sorry. That was one of the that was one of the Who worst cares? stories I've ever told on this podcast. Moral of the story is that Americans like to take uh, take on the accomplishments of others yes. and claim them as their own. Wait. That's pretty much what I got out sure. of it. Sure. That's nice. That's good. Um, sponsors. Should we ho- ha- go ahead and get the sponsors since the topic's going to be hot? Hot uh, topics. Oh, hot speaking topic. of which, I think my band, my <laughs> band um, Sunday Crush, just booked a Halloween show at Numo's opening for Taco Cat. And we've been uh, throwing around ideas for like group costumes and one of them was mall goth <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i was like oh that's amazing do i still have that white studded belt <laughs> oh. and back to the eyeliner conversation <laughs> there's only one guy in the band and he'd be wearing all the makeup just gotta watch a bunch of early tim burton and yes you're all set yes watch caroline a bunch of times Listen to some Marilyn Manson. Oh my gosh. AFI. Ooh. The used. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, sponsors? Sponsors. Uh, well, sponsor for the show is Jennings Guitars, but we're going to have Ryan take this we're one. We're going to make them work. Yeah. Hey guys, do you want a really cool guitar that's made in the real America, the America that matters? <laughs> Check out Jennings Guitars. I've, I've personally got a Navigator. And as soon as I got that thing, I realized I don't need any other telly in my life. And I actually have been selling off guitars that kind of have tele, Telecaster pickups in them. I'm like, I'm just like, the, the Navigator just nice. does it. This is my Telecaster guitar forever now. Forever. Forever Telecaster. Well, maybe my, my, my next Jennings will have to be a Navigator, but that's not what I'm going with this time around. Nah. I'm going with an offset. The Voyager Deluxe in 50-50 I'm, colors. The Voyager is just, they're so amazing. They're so like attractive. All the, yeah. All the guitars he makes are just dialed in. I, I love those things. So, Ryan, you'll appreciate this, but you, uh, you want to know what colors I'm doing? Well, you said orange already. You said 50-50 orange, right? Yeah. So it's going to be, so it's orange, but then we're doing a dog hair finish with white pore filler. Oh, nice. With a white pick guard, double bound, white body. Yeah. Rosewood fretboard with a white binding. Nice. Matching headstock. Yeah, he does the dog hair thing. He really, really does. Too. One oh, of the yeah. best at it, I think. Yeah. I mean, I I think I'm pretty good at it, but. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. You you just like put glue on a guitar and spread dog That's hair. That's exactly That's what nice. I do. You know, it keeps. Yeah. It keeps it keeps some of the pests away. It keeps the mice away yeah. because they smell the dog hair. Yeah, it's not really hypoallergenic, no. though. Yeah, but where's all the cat hair? 
Where's all the cat uh, hair finishes? Well, <laughs> I, my cat actually has like that perfect dog hair look on the back of her neck. She's just got those couple grays from anxiety, I assume. <laughs> So I remember just like petting her. I'm like, oh, that's what I want a guitar to look like. <laughs> My cat. Crazy cat lady. So, uh, topics? Yeah. Topics, yeah. So the topic is uh, we see so many dog hair finishes. Ah. Why do we care about the cat hair finishes? <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, Sorry, that, that, was, that was a little cattier than it needed to be. So, oh, my God. A little cattier. Oh, my God. Cattier. That's a bad dad joke. Sad dad joke. That what that was re- that was really not like I wasn't even trying mm-hmm. at all there. That was really yeah low. sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was a really low. So bar. this week's topic came from me making <laughs> a salty little comment on in the sixty cycle hum group as many topics start. <laughs> Emily, you so salty? I wouldn't say I was salty. I feel like sassy maybe. Sassy. I see. Uh, so. In case you haven't watched or listened to this week's 60 Cycle Hum, hit pause, go to 60 Cycle Hum. I think it's around like minute 35 or something. Yeah, fast forward. You want to jump You want to jump ahead of all the garbage. I mean, you can beginning. get to that, but if you, just, that. if you want to get to it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's right after the Chase Bliss audio yes. sponsorship. Yes, that's yeah, that's what yeah. I have to have. Uh-uh. So. Sorry, Joel, but I'm going to recommend we skip yes. right past no, that. No, start with that. Soon. Start with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> buy a pedal. Buy a pedal and then yes. listen to the um, episode. But so In that order. there was this, Ryan explains it pretty well. There was an event called 42 Guitar Street. And I guess some. Gear Street. Sh- Gear, Gear Street. Street. God, I keep calling it Guitar Street. Close, close enough. I mean, we close kept enough. calling it uh, 42 TGU while we were there. <laughs> that's, that's worse. That's worse. <laughs> uh, um, so. They had the shirt made up or a sweater that had all the faces of all the demo folks who were there. And uh, you look at the shirt and you're like, that's funny. And then you look closer and you're like, huh, a lot of white dudes on this shirt. <laughs> there were two Filipinos on that shirt. Yes, that's important. That's better yeah. than nothing. And they're also very, very talented musicians and YouTubers. Pretty much Two most talented guys there. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. Well, m- most entertaining guitarists. I'll say that. Yes. Like, they're like real musicians instead of just freaking ridiculous waste of time noodlers. Like <laughs> my name's Ryan, and here's my clean zone. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So uh, I made a comment like, "Wow, that is not diverse," uh, and it started this whole whole discussion uh there were some things said there were some points that were made and then changed like a, but basically what it comes down to is there were no women at this event and uh not as not, not, not as, as YouTubers. youtubers not as personalities um and right. you know for the record it's not about the one event it's just that one event's a good example of of looking at these sure. events and it leaving one wanting for some 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 diversity. So I just want to say it because I I feel like that's a point that gets missed sometimes. Is it's not about the one thing. It's about the entire ecosystem of all of these things, and um, it, it's it's a pattern. 
more than anything. And there were some there was some video that Henning did where he said Reaver what he said that Reaver wasn't coming because there weren't any women and that there just aren't any women. And that if there are any women doing it, he'd invite them ten times or something like that. Um and then he went back and had a, a comment to me that said something like, well, why should I invite women if women aren't the right fit? Or something like, like honestly, something different. Um, something that felt sure. different. And I got a couple of different reasons about why Reverb.com wasn't there. I don't really care about that part. But, yeah, it's not, yeah, it doesn't I matter. So uh, in 60 Cycle Hum, on 60 Cycle Hum, I should say, uh, Ryan and Steve kind of talk about this issue a little bit um it's a nice it's a nice segment um i don't know ryan do you want to start by mentioning any points that you feel like you meant to say and forgot to do you want andrew and i's take on the discussion first or how would you like to play this i think the first thing i want to say just as like a, an added commentary to the uh the topic that i just watched us <laughs> do even though i recorded it like i watched it and realized you know what i was saying in it and like Kind of what my gut instinct was i remember coming off of recording it which was like four days ago but i just i want to make it clear that i wasn't trying to like discourage anyone women or otherwise from entering into this industry i i think i was i leaned in a bit heavy like talking about how just awful youtube commenters can be and things mm -hmm. like that and how much how much work this industry can be and which it is but i didn't that, none of that was meant to dissuade people it was just like Come in here, get into the industry. If you're excited about it, then do the work and, uh, you know, deal with, you know, whatever's going on in your own mm -hmm. way. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to. Yeah. And one point that you made that I, I would like to reiterate, because I think it's going to have to be said a lot of times before women just like believe it, um, is that it's, right. it's a very welcoming community on that backside of yes. like the people in the gear industry, like yeah, there are some people who aren't nice and are backwards, um, but everyone's going to play nice with you. Uh, there's There are a lot of people there who want to help you, um, myself included, not that I'm super important. Um, but it's not the kind of thing where the other kids in the playground are going to hate you. They, no. No, no. It's, it's really not like that. It's more like it's, it is a community and it's a welcoming community. It's really not that hard to to get involved if you are just you know yourself and enthusiastic and in it for kind of the right reasons that being the love of gear um and music so i just want to i just want to say that again because uh, i think one thing with women is that we hear this a lot and then we've had so many experiences in our lives where we've been told that and it just hasn't been true at all so yeah, there's sure, that idea sure. of like, yeah, I've heard that one before. Everybody says that. Like everybody says, oh, it's fine. It's great for women. We just love everybody, yada, yada, yada. For us to find out that's really not at all true. So there is that, there is that baggage that I think a lot of women especially have. And probably like a lot of people of color have as well. So yeah, there's that. Mm -hmm. I think we've all had that experience with, um, you know, a man that we're either friends with or like a mentee to or someone that we look up to and we think that they're welcoming and great and then uh, they do something horrible to us. So, yeah, that that's a real thing sure. to think about. Um, but, yeah, I think it, I think that this yeah. is not one of those cases. No, I, I think as far as being 
in the YouTuber community in this specific niche industry of, of guitar YouTubers. Like when we have these events, whether it be Henning Singh or TGU or the GitCons, which I didn't go to, but I've heard about how they were. It's like we all sit around after we're done with the work and we just drink and eat. And we're basically like unionizing and having like union meetings about like, okay, what do we do about, you know, Chinese companies writing us? Like, what are you guys charging? What sh what's our worth? You know, like just mm -hmm. like the business aspect of it, as well as like the social aspect of it. And it's just like, I mean, at the at the TGU ones, we there were women there. There's Mary Spender was there. Uh, Sarah Longfield was at the first one. Uh, Philippa Q was at them. Uh, shoot, who was the other girl? I can't remember. Uh, and at at this last event, there were women there too, but they were not the YouTube personalities. Right. There were there was brand representation there. Mm -hmm. There were people there who were, whether they be hired or volunteered to help run the operation. And they were spending the same time with all of us hanging out behind the scenes, having drinks, having dinners, and we we're all just part of the same community, you mm -hmm. know? So yeah, I, I, I can't speak for them. What myth, maybe they had a different experience, but you know, from my perspective, they were there with us. Yeah. I, that's something I, 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 I would like to mention. It kind of spins off from a different um, point, but um, the idea that you all are, go to these events that are, you know, largely male, largely white, and then you have these conversations that are networking conversations. They're just like making sure everybody's like, if you know what everyone else is charging, then you know what you're worth in, in a way. Um, Cause yeah. then you're not undercharging it. That's something women do a lot. So, um, uh -huh. so when women don't get to go to these things and like, obviously you're not like, they're not official meetings with, you know, notes or minutes. And uh, so then we don't know these things because we weren't invited and maybe we weren't invited because we don't have as big of an audience. And if we don't have as big of an audience, we don't get invited to these things, but going to these things is what can help grow your audience a lot. It sort of, it really does become this cycle where uh, the exclusion or someone not trying to reach out and trying to like support the diversity by, you know, putting their money where their mouth is or anything like that. And just trying to help make this bigger by like, Everybody, I think, has had that little uh, assistance when they needed it um, in some aspect of their lives. Yeah. And I think that um, if we really do want more women in this community overall, then someone needs to make an effort to say, okay, well, like, Anne, who does these great ambient demos and has, you know, over a thousand subscribers kind of on her own doing her own thing uh if she's not like if, if someone reaches out to her and even though her audience isn't as big um like that that's huge who, who is this person? and so oh gosh she's got one of those last names i just forget what they are uh andrew do you remember ann's last name you're on mute sulikowski sulikowski yeah i just said sorry i just said it like eight times i forgot i was on mute yeah is that the is that the name of her channel yes I'll send you, a, I think, actually, I might have posted a link in that thread, but I'll send it to you, and I'll put that it in the perfect. show notes. And there are a few other women doing this thing, too, and that's why magazines and communities like She Shreds exist, because, and like, all of the, like, Lilith Fair and that kind of thing started not because sure. we just won an all-women thing, but because we weren't really being included in other places. Not, sure. like, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of this idea of, um, like, our 
there are not more women because there aren't any women who are as good at anything in the world or is it because maybe they just didn't have those opportunities and when people say things like oh well we should invite who's best not who's not because someone's a woman that is saying to me that person assumes that a woman can't be best just because they don't know about them and also that's that kind of statement is completely out of ignorance because if they've ever seen one of my demos i am far from the best at anything (laughs) like if it was based on who's best like i wouldn't be at any of these things it's it's not about that at all it's it's about numbers. It yes. really is. It's about audience size. That's what the brands care about. Mm-hmm. Like right. if, if you just are the worst, like you can't even play at all, but you somehow have an audience online, brands are going to want to get with you. Right. That's just the right, reality. Right. So here's where that's, well, and so that, that's part of the conversation where I start to, because I, I haven't been to any of these things and I'm still relatively new to the content creator world of all of this. And uh-huh. I, I, so I, I definitely have more of an agnostic viewpoint. Look, standing back and looking back, I didn't get in on the comment section um, on the on that sweater post. I didn't. I wasn't at the event. So I, I'm just standing back and kind of just observing and seeing what's going on. And one of the things that scratch has me scratching my head a little bit is uh, a couple of the comments I've heard at a couple of different points is like a lot of the folks that were at that event had have a lot of the same viewership base. And so there's there's some sure. crossover where that you guys got to build off of each other. But the thing that's got me scratching my head is, well, what's the, what, I mean, maybe like, I'm misreading. I, what the, the how big, how big is was. the middle of the Venn diagram? Almost, is that kind of, I think that's kind of what you're getting at. Well, right. And so that's, that's kind of the direction I'm going, but in terms of if one of the goals, and maybe I'm wrong here on this being a goal of the event, if one of the goals is diversification of your viewership, it would make sense to me, therefore, to have a diversification of uh, of the folks that you invite. And so that just and I'm not saying right, wrong or indifferent. And I, I'm, what sure. I'm saying is I, I think there was a missed opportunity there. And maybe it, I could be completely off base. I think there's a lot of value to be had in the diversity that this community has, because I I think the I think it's misleading to look at the the diversity of the content creators that have popularity. I don't think that's a fair representation of the folks who are watching across the community and certainly not a fair representation of the demographics that are growing as much yeah, more that we know is growing. Others. Sure. I, yeah. So, something I'll say for Henning, uh, I'm not going to defend anything <laughs> else he said. He can defend himself if he wants to, but something I can say for Henning is that he, he has a heart to grow this industry from the bottom up like a lot of the channels that are at this thing, like, yeah, sure. Phil McKnight's there. Sure. You know, like Glenn is there or whatever, and they have hundreds of thousands or whatever, but the vast majority of channels there are under 50 K. There's a lot on, you know, under 10 K like he gets those channels there. And you know, the, the cost of transporting these people is significant. So most of those smaller channels are mm-hmm. local European channels, right? but, but he doesn't, it, I, I, you know, one of the reasons he got frustrated with some other events is that the other people involved wanted to get the biggest channels they could. And he's like, no, that's not the spirit of this. So, I mean, that's something to think about is that there is someone on that team of like, let's get the people who are doing the correct work, not the people who are doing the, have getting the biggest audiences. Cause a lot of time the channels with the big audiences, they've, they've moved into more just general kind of entertainment right. style formats 
you know, like, like, you know, Stevie T doesn't have any place at one of these events. I like, what know. is he going to do? Oh. You know, you, do you know Steve Terryberry? Yeah. <laughs> what, what would he do at one of these events? It wouldn't make any sense. Like, and I think one of the things that kind of limited who was or wasn't at 42 Gear Street was that it was very narrow criteria as far as just dialing in like people who have a strong emphasis on doing gear demos. It's not songwriting. It's not, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, like live chats or something like that is, is almost strictly gear demos. And the people who are on, on camera personalities, like someone like knobs, huge channel, huge demo channel. He's never on camera. You don't hear his voice. You don't even see mm -hmm. his hands. What is he going to do? in an event with live video rooms where everyone's in man i he but he would probably be like prince because no one ever talks to him like oh my god that's the guy from the thing i'd be kind of, i'd be I'd, right, be, right. I'd be stoked for for that but i i get what you i get i totally get that point i think that's that is a valid point um and when i do think about the women i know who do gear demos uh i think perhaps intentionally we're not including ourselves in those demos all the time Right. Uh, I don't like I'm the, the pedal demos I'm doing right now are no talking because I can do them one or two takes. It's less editing. Yeah. Um, and just to kind of like build something up, but you, I have the podcast. Sure. But I know that when I, when yeah. I'm on camera and I know this from like even the lessons videos I've done versus my written lessons content that I've done. Um, it's, it's just the response is uh, very different. Yeah, sure. and I, you know, pretty normal looking lady, and but even, still get like the weird, the oh. weird stuff still happens. I still have a lot of messages I just delete right out of my inbox. Like, yeah, yeah, and, and hey, talking, how you doing? yeah, hey, hello, beautiful. <laughs> I just want to respond. I'm married talking to, all to of them, but I never do. Talking to the women who have been at, at previous events, like. The comments that they get, because we all sit around and just share like our troll comments or whatever. The comments that they get are like in a just completely different league than. Yes, they're different. Yeah. And, you know, there's a few people in the community who had people like dox their kids, schools and stuff like that. Awful Yikes. things like that. But, Never. OK. But that that is like a rarity. And mm -hmm. the common things that women get in their comment section is just like mind boggling. Like, yeah. So no, I, it's it's a very it's a very different bad. Like when you said that, you know, maybe women aren't doing this as much because uh, of the comments they know they're going to get. Yeah, I think that's that's, you know, potentially valid. I don't think it necessarily is going to stop a woman who really wants to do this, but right. um, it'll make you think a few times before you do it. Yeah, I mean, I think if men had to live that reality, I think there would be a lot less men on YouTube. I think mm -hmm. I think there would because it's yeah. I mean, that's real stuff, like to feel threatened. Right, right. Well, and, 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 and thank you for saying threatened. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I think a big difference in the negative comments that men get and the negative comments that women get is there's that um, that threat, that underlying threat of violence in a lot of them. Because I think that, you know, a lot of women know a woman who's been, you know, stalked. Yeah. And uh, a lot you see all the time women's women stalked and, and, and murdered, uh, like just even female celebrities who have been victims of the fans from sure. like the, the, the newscaster level to movie star. Um, it's different. It's a very different number.
Yeah, I think it's I think it's a valid thing to think about. But I, you know, I'd hope that anyone listening out there who wants to start a channel, like, don't let it stop you. Figure yeah. out a way to protect yourself, how to be safe. Get yourself a PO box so yeah. when you know, companies or whoever ships you stuff that's not going to your house, whatever you got to do to feel safe, like just pay, do it. Pay the extra money to get your uh, domain name uh, via proxy versus sure. with your phone number and address and email address uh learn that yeah. one a weird way in college but yeah yeah don't don't ever mention where you are don't mention what time it is like it sounds like you gotta like you know like hide yourself yeah. like what's like you know, like liam neeson yourself from getting kidnapped or something it's, <laughs> it's yeah it's ridiculous yeah and i mean that, that kind of thing know? is rare i think you know that kind of plays into the reason women tend to like true crime more than men do is it almost makes us feel better to know like, okay, here's what happened to this person. So here's how I can pr- protect myself against it. Uh, and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing. I could talk about true crime for hours. But uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I know it's bad. But I don't because I have more self-awareness than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I think this this goes to a point that was made in, uh, in the 60 Cycle Hum episode is about how some women have androgynous names or personalities on the Internet to... Tr- because that's their way of opting out of inviting that in. I do. I yeah. do in a oh. lot of a lot of online communities, not like the non Facebook ones. Gender neutral. My reverb profile has my husband's picture and a male name. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, my wife. Like anytime she signs up for, whether it be Reddit or some other thing or whatever, it's like she picks a fictitious name that could go either way. Like who would know? You know. So yeah. it's, it's like. You don't want to invite that attention, no. whether the person giving it thinks it's positive or not. Yeah. Like, you just don't want it. You don't want it. It's no, uninvited. It's, it's, it's not the best. Um, yeah. Uh, no. to, to, to kind of switch things around a little bit, um, I, there was one thing that you mentioned about your your viewership being overwhelmingly male. Yeah. I have a, a couple of reasons like that could be... Um, one is truly that more often than one would think Google guesses genders. Sure. Uh, so if you they guess it based on your interests and the other things that you like. So I think a lot of women who play guitar have other very traditionally masculine interests, including playing the guitar. Um, that's Google. Well, probably assumes yeah. like if you're into guitar, it's like, oh, we got a guy yeah, here. Yeah, that's literally exactly what it is. So like I look yeah. at my channel, the Get Offset channel, <laughs> knowing that uh, a lot of our traffic has been driven by groups on Facebook that are that only have women in them, and then I compare that because mm-hmm. I can see like where did this traffic come from, and it still thinks they're all men. So I would like to, right. to say like that's you know when you look at the fact that like Fender says that fifty percent of new guitars are bought by women who buy them online largely. You have to understand yeah. that how, these women are researching this product in some way. They're out there. They're watching. Yeah, they're watching gear demos. They're reading they're you know, reviews on Premier Guitar. They're, they are watching you. We watch. We we remember. Yeah. You we never forget. <laughs> well, it, I mean, would it be reasonable with that perspective in mind to say, like, hey, if you're a woman – who watches demos, like whether it be uncomfortable or not, make yourself known to 
maybe not in the comment section, but to the brand, <laughs> like make yourself known to the brands yeah. that are marketing through demo, yeah. videos, you know? I think that would be, you know, a, a good thing to do. Um, I, I try to tell people where I heard about them, you know, when I buy things. Mm -hmm. um, right, right. So I, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's reasonable enough. Um, I, but it, that, that's kind of going to your point, too, that, you know, the people who watch these channels are the ones who start them, and a lot of guys watch them. Uh, representation is so important. Mm -hmm. I did not think about buying guitar pedals uh, and I've talked about this before until like I saw started seeing women using in ads for them. Like I'd had a couple, but mm -hmm. like my teenage guitar hero was Donna R. Allison Robertson from the Donnas, and she didn't play any pedal. She just played straight a Les Paul through a Marshall stack. So I thought, you know, I didn't have a Marshall stack. Clearly, I had a PV that I think my dad bought from the high school. PV. Um, <laughs> this is four by twelve. Uh, I was like, oh, I just play straight through the amp. I don't, I don't need. I must not, I, I don't need pedals, Donna R doesn't. So that's, and then when women start being used in those ads, it's just your eye is drawn to things and you like things that look like you look. This is, that's sure. science. You, that's just basic psychology. So, yeah. so my eye and ads is drawn towards ads that have women because that's, that it me. <laughs> right, right, right. So I, I want to jump in here and I, I yes. want to steer this conversation a little bit here. Uh, while we, we are, we have Ryan here and on the, the topic of 42 gear street and i i want to be a little presumptuous here and say let's let's create this hypothetical little thought experiment here if, if we were henning if we were someone else who's putting on an event what like how do we do this differently how do we improve on what seems like a great start to a model that's doing some good for the gear industry like where can we take this i i honestly i think it comes down to people who are fans of channels and people who know of channels that fit the bill reaching out and recommending them like Henning Henning didn't know who I was when he did the first um, uh, get con like I just wasn't on his map and then someone there told him about me or someone at another thing told him about me and he looked me up and he was like I had no idea about you like do you want to come to this next thing like I, he's he's looking for people and I think a lot of like that video he made and stuff I think that was based in frustration of him not being able to find people that he wanted to find so then he just not says aware. that don't exist I mean I think we both agree that that was that was well, flippant it was flippant but I also you know from hanging out in person like that's kind of his sense of humor like yeah, weird. but I'm sorry, Andrew, I got to give like guitar. Like, there's another guitar sure. podcast that did this little Instagram video where like, oh, people are asking us why we don't have any women builders on. And he just shrugs and says, there aren't there aren't yeah. any. There just, aren't, there just really aren't any. And uh, oh, my gosh, this guy's comments were immediately just like lists of women, binders full of women. And and right, just right. like, I mean, it, it, when you say that kind of thing, you you better have done your damn sure. homework. Like you better be positive that sure. you, you did the math right. Like you carried the numbers around and you inverted them or whatever you're supposed to do with math. I am I'm actually good at math. I yeah. just don't feel like talk. I'm just it's late. I, I'm good at well, math. Uh, uh, the, so the, the vibe I was getting from it was that there were women that were invited and they mm -hmm. couldn't or wouldn't come. And I think I think he was frustrated yeah. by that. So right, right. I think I think he said things that were I. I think he said it the wrong way. I think he made jokes in the wrong direction and he was flippant. 
and it wasn't no. the right way to handle it. Yeah, but, uh, because that that's that's just such a. Tr- I know people joke about the word trigger. It's such a triggering thing for for women to hear. Like, okay, you just said you just said I don't exist. Well, like, that's neat. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not helping the yeah. situation. I mean, it's like, you know, like I I told you in a in a chat, like, you know, one of the people at one of the one of the YouTubers was like, "This is why we don't have women here." Like, he yelled out in the middle of one of our conversations, and it was you know like attention yeah. attention breaking moment, you know, so. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know you well enough, Ryan, to know that I, I think I trust what, what you say in terms of like judging other people's characters. And I, I want to give Henning full benefit of the doubt here and that forgiveness can be had. I, moving on from that, like, how do we like where do we move forward on this, though? Because you, yeah. you said that Henning has a vested interest in making this community better. And we do, too. So I think in that sense, we've got. Uh, at least a base goal of where we want to take this community and just sure. in the general term of betterment. I think there are a lot of values that we can find that we can share in that. And I'm a fan of finding common ground. So running off of that, like where do we, where do we take that? Cause I, I can understand, I, I don't agree, but I can understand where someone could reach that point of frustrating, throwing their hands up in the air and saying, well, I don't know. It, do I like well, that? Honestly, yeah. I, I mean, I don't like that. God, but it's like, I, I it's like where, when it's like, like when the president of the Grammy that said point. that women need to step up in music. It's just like, oh my god, that guy lost Harder. his job because of that comment. The yeah. president, right, right. I'm this this industry is so based on self starters. Like, there's really no no one but yourself keeping you from starting a channel. But like, as far as getting invited to these things. I really think it does just come down to numbers, just like present your numbers to the person planning it. And also, if you have a command of numbers, if you know people who do, do your own event. Like if like if you can track down sponsors who are willing to pay travel costs, there's no reason you can't throw one of these events and throw it exactly the way you want to. I'm, I'm thinking about doing like my own like solo yeah. version of these things and doing like travel stuff where it's just me and I have sponsors. Like I've got sponsors covering, yeah. you know, like my summer NAM co- coverage and stuff like that. The brands are out there. The brands want a piece of the pie. Uh, there are people talking to major U S retailers right now about doing something similar in the States. So keep your ear to the ground. If you're a channel, you've got the numbers, you've got, the fire in your belly and the motivation, like get out there and fight for it. Yeah. And I mean, speaking from us, like we definitely plan on fighting for it. It is, but you know, going back to what we said before, I I think that um, the onus also lies. I know that you said like, you're not, you're not gatekeepers at six to cycle hum, but there is a gate and there are people who can, I think if you, if people really want to see people who already have these big channels, and I know that people are always going to them and saying, asking for advice and yada, yada, yada. I think if you really, if you're one of those people and you really want to see more diversity, maybe you look for the people who you think are promising, you know, and the, the more diverse group that you think are promising and, you know, just anyone in general, but um, specifically talking about, you know, women and people of color, uh, 
reaching out to them and offering to to help and kind of taking them under your wing because like if you're a musician we know that's how music works a lot of the time like yeah you you can work and you can work and you can work you're probably only going to get to a certain level until those relationships happen and a lot yeah. of those relationships like the best ones are the most are, are the person at top finding you and reaching out their arm and just like touching your, the tip of your finger to the tip of their finger Sure, sure. E.T. style. And um, I, I well, think that's, also, that's important. I'll certainly say that and that anyone is, is welcome to reach out to me anytime they want to. Also, all my all our rates for the marketing on 60 Cycle Hum are public. Yeah, I appreciate they're all on that. Our, they're all on our website. Most channels don't do that because they want to, you know, wheel and deal on a, you know, project-specific basis. But I'm just kind of like, here's a flat rate. And I'm trying to get as big of a fee as I can. I'm not being shy about that. So like, go, go look at my rates, look at my numbers, various places, do the math, figure out what you're worth and mm -hmm. it'll probably work out pretty decent. Yeah. You know? I, I, I definitely like that. And I appreciate that you, you do that. Um, I don't think enough. Well, and I also want to you. throw out, I want also want to throw out that Ryan, I, I'm not sure if everyone <laughs> knows this, but it's been incredibly kind to us as yes. a podcast uh, in the last almost coming up on a year now. And, Ryan, you've been a great help to us on it several occasions. Absolutely. So yeah, like Ryan, Ryan's a great guy. I would say I, I, I want what I want to say is that I think the, the onus goes both ways it and I, I'm hesitant to try and put the onus on the people who are already like spending 80 hours a week making content to then also yeah. add the project of taking on apprentices. I'm not saying that they should or should not. What I, 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 what I think what I would like to see is more of that, um, more of the apprenticeship type of, culture coming from both directions uh, and sure. i think we're headed that direction as a culture and i, I think there's so many good things that can come yeah. out of that and i, I just i, I want to look at it less of a who's responsible for what yeah. more of a if we can push this culture a little yeah. bit farther i think we're going to see a lot more of this happen organically yeah the church guys well, like, can, 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 right. like my thought is if, if you want to be a part of this it, like if you're a woman or a person of color and you want to be a part of this even though you don't necessarily see yourself in the people who are doing well right now like start it just start it yeah. start creating content just do the thing i put it off for a long time because i wanted it to be you know perfect i'm like no i just i'm gonna do it i'm just gonna do it so like yep. that that is a big part of where your onus lies reaching out to people also a big part of that joining the community becoming vocal um and from the, the, the bigger guys out there, it doesn't have to be as much as like an apprenticeship. It doesn't have to be like, let's schedule a one-on-one -on -one oh. every week. Just shouting people out goes a very long way. And I, you yeah. know, I definitely appreciate that. It's something that, you know, Six Cycle Hum has done for us uh, on no small, on no small level. And Six Cycle Hum was the first guitar podcast I really listened to. So that's the truth. I mean, we, I mean, it sounds selfish and, you know, cheap, but we have the, uh, you know, the thought that, you know, the tide rises all ships. And if we can, you know, rise the ships around us, it's going to help us out. Absolutely. You know? like if we can make my, my goal for years now has been to make this new guitar media podcast and YouTube and whatnot uh, as valuable to the brands monetarily as they see magazine advertisement. Or at least they used and to. Magazine <laughs> right, right. No, but I, like they still pay ma magazine yeah. ad rates because they just don't want to not be mm -hmm. there. 
all the brands should be looking at guitar podcasts and guitar YouTube channels saying, I don't want to not be there. I need to figure out a way to be in that space. And so the more of us, the merrier, the more value we can bring to this industry, the better, the more diversity we can bring, the better, because brands are really thinking about yeah. that right now. They oh, are. Yeah. And they, they should want be. <laughs> the smart ones are, I should say. Yeah, I mean, Even some of the dumb ones that I've yeah. dealt with have really uh, turned it around in the way they talk and think about it in the past 12 months. It's kind of amazing. Why wouldn't you want to expand? Why wouldn't you want to double your potential audience? Because there's that risk you know? of, they think, of making that really, for some reason, angry and defensive 10% mad. Yeah, they, they think that mad guy in the comment section who's the loudest, the loudest is going to not buy something. He was already not going to buy something. Like, you no. think he, any of these people who are addicted to guitar buying and gear buying are going to stop? No, they're going to keep no. gear buying. No, it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> they still buy friggin' Pepsi and Coke and McDonald's, whatever, after they saw whatever offensive and air quotes offensive super bowl commercial they saw or whatever oh, they the, still the snowflakey things yeah they still buy all that stuff they because still, you're saying they still buy gillette razors <laughs> absolutely oh yeah you cannot, they're not gonna yeah. stop shaving yeah no they they go to the store and they're looking at everything like, like well they have that commercial but that's i've been using that brand i don't trust anything else and yeah. they still buy it yeah totally and i think, I think the brands are going to figure it out they're like oh yeah it dipped for a day and then everyone just kept buying stuff but then we gained a new market yeah. you know like, absolutely so why wouldn't the we, growing why market wouldn't, why wouldn't we continue to market to everyone that could buy our product like yeah come on. why would we want to piss <laughs> off any of our potential audience right right yeah, no that's yeah that's true i think that's probably a, a pretty good there's place. that perspective oh no there's... not a good place to end it <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I, I just did the whole thing where I was uh, muted again for a second because ah. there's some background noise. Uh, uh, no, I, I think there's that perspective. There's also the perspective that I'm inclined to take as someone who doesn't. I mean, this is a lot easier for me to say when I don't have as much skin in the game. But screw the numbers. Let's just do the right thing to do the right thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that. Like, I, mean, I, I don't. I don't have a multi-million dollar company on the line in terms of my marketing base. But so it's a lot easier for me to say that when there's not my my salary on the line but i mean screw it like this is where the world is not it's only right is this where the do. world is going but screw that like be yeah. the change that you want to yeah. see in the world Can, am i allowed to say cheesy pith, pithy quotes yeah as long as you don't falsely attribute them to gandhi <laughs> yeah, you know what andrew's right we should live we should laugh we should love <laughs> <laughs> all right karen <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, going back to like Ryan, just, I'd like you, to speak with your manager now. <laughs> like doing, like why not just do the right thing? I mean, like instead of doing the thing that'll get you, you know, the most money or the most. Well, yeah, like, I mean, maybe maybe yeah. the most clicks will be to do a really really offensive video about offensive guitar yeah, pedals. But like, if Steve and I from the beginning wanted to have a more successful podcast or YouTube channel, we could have just been you know like classic lock classic rock review culture stuff like oh let's talk about top 10 top Jimi hendrix guitars or whatever you know like just lean to that whole like old school mentality and it probably would have resulted in a lot more subscribers and a lot more clicks yeah. and a more general audience and we could have done videos that are like 
you know, top 10 lists or whatever. Of, well, it's a lot less you know. effort because you really only have to know your pentatonic scales. <laughs> but that's all I know anyways. But it's like, but then we have to do a show that's not true to our interests and not, and it would been, have been way less sustainable for us. It would have been more sustainable as a business, yeah. but way less sustainable in, you know, the soul of it and our energy and our interest in doing mm -hmm. it, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I know that we get a lot more clicks to our videos if I should, if I, if I, you know, just took my top off. A lot more clicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and under, and underneath and I get it is less, armor. <laughs> and I get less clicks. It's just not fair. <laughs> oh, it's, it's misinjury. <laughs> yeah. Men really are, white men really are just so persecuted these days. I can't. The most, the most. The most persecuted. Can, can I Absolutely. Just, you know, you know, they're persecuting note, like, them damn selves. Again, am I right? Oh my gosh. Mm -mm. I'm gonna bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any like stuff in the comment section for the video, the the episode that I just launched. When we hit that topic, like during the the live comments of the premiere, like a half dozen people got super aggravated super quick and super aggressive they immediately and, someone immediately said that you were oh god what did someone like forced diversity they said yeah and then someone's like about that yeah like i feel like steve and i had a really rational like fair like balanced kind of conversation <laughs> about it like we weren't going like pc at all or anything like that it was like literally just talking about it in the flattest terms possible and the knee-jerk reaction out of a group of 40 people watching this thing like four or five of them 10 percent of them just couldn't handle it like yeah what is going on like just call, calling you soy boys <laughs> i i know for a fact that anyone who like accuses steve and i of being you know effeminate or you know weak or <laughs> wouldn't say that to our faces like i'm not a violent person but i do know that i'm like six three and like 200 something pounds like no one's gonna call me a soy boy to my face oh, but apparently absolutely not the flip side is i'm five six and also 200 something pounds so i might get called that to my face mm. no the soy boy isn't over. about no, it's not about that it's about i'll, I'll just being, sit on him it's a... yeah. yeah look look it up yeah. you'll still be Against it, but look. The thing it up. is, like, I'm allergic to soy. <laughs> yeah, I don't like soy. Uh, it makes me really sick. That's why I have an EpiPen. <laughs> I just don't like the, the texture, honestly. It's not my thing. Oh, so nasty. Yeah, I don't either. Well, uh, so my, my, my mother will feel very embarrassed, but uh, my, my parents didn't know I, I had soy allergy until I was in my 20s and finally got allergy tested after getting sick so many times after eating things. <laughs> Oh so God. uh yeah <laughs> cherries and soy i'm actually allergic to them and i had some other reactions with other foods but that is neither here nor there but my parents uh one loved chinese food and loved going out and they i would complain yeah. about the flavor they just like just put soy sauce on it, it just tastes like salt and <laughs> so they were like having me eat the soy I'm like <laughs> and i just would stop eating it because like, I think, it yeah, hurt. it must have hurt. Like, I wouldn't, even when I was very, very little, I was picky about, like, vegetarian kind of food and Chinese food. And, like, my parents would buy the soy cheese, and they would get so mad oh when God. I would say that, you know, it just, like, I don't like it. Like, it just tastes, like, just like American cheese. 
Like it, it's making me barf. I don't want it. My tummy feels itchy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's very good. I can't breathe real good. So yeah, yeah, well, that explained a lot. Yeah, it took a turn. Get on it. I'm allergic to soy. I'm allergic to cherries. I'm allergic to misogyny. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, going back to, like, starting your own channels and growing your channels and stuff, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Curating an yeah. audience is a huge part of it. Like, that's been a huge part of 60 Cycle Hum is Steve and I curating an audience and just making life unbearable for people who don't belong, basically. Like, yeah. And and that that's something I think a lot of people who are outside of being white men playing metal guitar on YouTube could focus on is don't worry about getting everyone but worry about curating a very specific niche audience and brands love that they want to know that you have yeah. that niche audience and they'll come to you that's for that they don't want another you know they don't want the, the, the people who are watching the already the things like they're already watching those things exactly and it's so much to compete against like you work yeah. your niche like a niche is so important in this industry if you have a niche you don't need to have right. huge numbers. No, because you, you have don't. different numbers. Like, yeah, lean into it. You have a market that the that the brands haven't figured out how to advertise right. to, and they'll come to you to advertise to them. If, if you've got 3,000 people that they just can't get anywhere else, yeah. they will pay you money to reach that. This, that I mean, yeah, this people. could probably be a different episode, but that's like what Andrew was talking, touching on, like the when we talk about like, who, who are these events for? Because it seems like the purpose is everybody wants each other's followers. But then if you have everybody else's followers and they have your followers, then wouldn't a brand only need to advertise with one of you? Uh, it's about yeah, saturation. It, it's, you know, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of crossover between channels, but they know that that means that their brand is going to be times. seen yeah. uh, 10 times across 15 channels versus... 10 mm -hmm. times on one channel, yeah. you know, it's, it, that's why it's brand groups advertise with both of us. Yeah. <laughs> Risk groups has been advertising with a bunch yeah, of people. I Good think, for them. I think I know the guy who runs it. Yeah. Like, oh. I think I, I think I knew you know, him, but I don't think that? that he knew it was me. It's Ryan something, right? I don't know. Steve did all the footwork on that I, one. I'm pretty sure it's oh, Ryan. Yeah, Burke, yeah. That's, that right? sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> That's probably his name. No, it's funny you bring up wrist grips. It's funny you bring up wrist grips because uh, almost every episode I, I record, I, I end up like like having something to fidget with my hands. And today I just randomly yeah. grabbed the one of the wrist grips on my desk. I've been nice. fidgeting with it I the entire I deliver those episode. to you in two traps. I, I screwed that yep. one up. <laughs> yeah. But I, think, I think the guy who runs it's like a friend of a family friend, which is kind of funny I'll uh, later but uh yeah that could be i mean that could be its own topic but uh it's kind of late i mean it's the west coast so it's really not as late as it would be in other places yeah it's nice to have a guest on the west coast yeah totally you you got to do the guitar nerds recently didn't you i did that was really Lucky. great <laughs> really great what, for us what uh what time did you have to record that uh 9 a.m on sunday morning that ain't too bad. Every time I've bad. talked to them, every time I've talked to them, they've been like, "Oh, we can't figure out the time and stuff like that." Hey, guitar nerds, why haven't you had me on? <laughs> well, called I mean, out. 
calling you out right now. I mean, I mean you I, don't, I, I you would don't, jump. Ryan, you don't do over the phone interviews. I'm doing one right now. Uh, on your show. <laughs> I, I, they should have me on. <laughs> I, I, I would jump in and say that, like, come on, guys. Why haven't you had me on the show, too? But you should probably have Ryan on first. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Have us both on. Come At the on. same time. Yeah. Double the white men on your show. <laughs> you know we're a different kind of white men though we're american white men and that's yes. you know speaking of saturation oh but um all right um well thanks so much for being on ryan is there any are you is there anything you're working on you might want to uh shout out this is your chance well i mean when is this going to air what's what's Tues- your published date tuesday, tuesday morning okay go go watch the new demo that i have up i'm going to spoil it to you guys i'm going to ruin my nda here because we're recording sunday night it launches tomorrow morning at 7 a.m uh walrus audio has their new boost out that i did a demo for nice and uh it's uh it's you know it's it's a a remake of the last one that was hashtag canceled so go check it out hashtag can oh oh yeah oh, oh. <laughs> yeah it's got it's got a, it's got some new features. It's got presets in it, so it's better. Oh, that sounds better. Uh, I am so excited. That's awesome. That's, yeah, I'm going to just. I'm not going to be able to sleep. <laughs> you can't wait for 7 a.m. tomorrow. I, to watch, I, I can't wait. Watch all 40 demos of a walrus pedal. Walrus <laughs> of a boost. Cool. That. Cool. I got I got women. Hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Colt, yeah. Have Emily demo something. He will. He'll have you oh, do it. Oh, all right. I'll try. Um, thank you. Yeah. yeah, thanks again, Ryan. Uh, this is really last minute, but also really fun. And I'm glad we got to talk about these things one-on-one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, two-on-one. <laughs> well, one-on-one-on-one. One-on-one-on-one. On one. On one. We got ones-on-ones on ones. I don't feel like we ganged up on ones. Yes, we didn't. You guys really. Cats and pigs and cats and pigs and cats. <laughs> yeah, it's really ganged up on me here. You really took me to school. Yeah, on, just on my... really poisonous ideas <laughs> soy boys <laughs> <laughs> all the soy boys and all the soy girls <laughs> i'm gonna write a song later all right, all right I, I, think, I think that's i think i think we think kicked in i'm sorry guys uh My gosh. well this has been the get all set podcast thanks for listening thanks for understanding leave us a review on itunes please uh once again i'm emily i'm andrew and i'm ryan right. goodbye Bye. One, two, later three.